Welcome to the Swell Playroom. I am your host, Speaker MC. This playroom is a private room for ladies where we play and have fun talking candidly and informatively about sex and relationships. Swell is Sexual Wellness and Empowered Living Lifestyles, and it's an information forum for us women to learn how we increase our self-esteem and confidence. It's where we gather to learn how to trust other women and ourselves. It's where we become empowered so that we're better parents, partners, and friends. It was birthed because I observed so many women like me, exchanging DNA without asking the right questions first. Then we end up in unfulfilling, unsatisfying, and frustrating relationships. Because sex has been repressed and labeled as taboo, we no longer talk about it freely. As women, we have been conditioned to being oppressed for so long that we forgot how powerful and sexual we truly are. We're here to shift your paradigm and remind you through the art of communication. So sit back, relax, light a candle, pour a glass of wine, let's chat. Welcome to the Swell Playroom. So happy you're here and you joined us today. Thank you for being here. I'm your host, Speaker MC, a speaker who shares a message to women about sexual empowerment. I help women who are lonely in their relationships to go from sexless to steamy. And you can connect with me on any social media channel at speak the number two MC or on my website www.marciachambers.com. So welcome to our show and thank you for being here. And our show is about bedroom adventures. The mission of Swell for Women is to empower 1 billion women and lower the world's divorce rate by 50%. In our playroom, we candidly talk about sex and sexual wellness because the focus is being well enough to have the sex. This month, our segment is entitled, Get Your Freakum Dress. Hmm. Though it sounds like it's for the ladies, it really doesn't have to be. We'll explore what makes the loving go stale and what are some tips and tricks that'll revive it. Also, we'll talk about what's the big deal about blindfolds and BDSM and the real deal behind BDSM. And furthermore, <laughs> find out how Bedroom Adventures just invites others into your bed. <laughs> so are you game? Hmm. We'll chat. Let's begin. Welcome to the Swell Playroom. I'm your host, Speaker MC, a speaker who shares a message of sexual empowerment to women. 
And we have some company here tonight to play with us in our playroom. He's a master craftsman of boudoir fetish toys. And you'll hear a little bit more about him in a few minutes. <coughs> Mr. Justin Sane. Yes, yes. It's going to be loads and loads of fun tonight in the playroom. So let's jump into our show. And it's entitled, excuse me, Get Your Freakum Dress. Our shows in the playroom are really short and spicy, so we may not get to everything here tonight. However, you can catch all our episodes when you subscribe to the Swell Playroom channel on soundcloud.com. That's H-T-T-P-S, soundcloud.com. Or you can catch us on mixcloud.com forward slash the swell playroom where we post a new show every Friday. That's mixcloud.com forward slash swell playroom. Our focus tonight, as I said, will be on the lackluster in the bedroom. What are some tips and tricks that will revive it? What can we do? And more importantly, What's the real deal about BDSM? Yeah, find out how Bedroom Adventures invites others into your bed. You know, are you gay? <laughs> I remember I said this is not only for the ladies. Yeah, get your freakum dress on. It applies to you too, guys. And not necessarily literally either. No, that would certainly take it up a notch in more ways than one. <laughs> Let's meet our playmate for this evening, Justin Sane. Justin is a hard worker and is usually confused by others. However, in 2010, Justin had a chance meeting that would change his life and put him in the role of artist and master craftsman. According to Justin, and I quote, I met a woman from Arizona who needed some help cutting and sewing leather patterns, and for whatever reason, I volunteered. As soon as I began working with the leather, I knew something had changed in me. I found my calling. And how appropriate and how thankful we are that he did, because in weeks, Justin left behind his old life, refinanced his home, and invested everything in his new artisanal leather business. Yes, bold new styles and colors just found only in Justin Sane products soon caught the eye of the burlesque, bondage, and adult play industry. And soon after, fanciful fetish pieces and custom orders for whips and floggers and cuffs and collars helped define the company's early personality. Our master craftsman continues to expand the line of just insane leather products without ever losing his original focus, creating one-of-a-kind treasures. Just Insane's dedication to quality and craftsmanship sent him searching all over the globe to find the very best hides for his work. And in a farm in South Africa where alligator and crocodile hides were produced with outstanding quality, he found his gold mine. His passion 
is the inspiration for new designs and creations that change from season to season and handcrafted pieces is a unique work of art. The nominations include Fetish Product of the Year for its groundbreaking asphyxiation collar. It was recognized by the BDSM Pleasure Products Company of the Year and the Boutique Pleasure Products Company of the Year. Justin Sane Leather is located in Mayer, Arizona, and you can connect with Justin on Facebook or on his website at justinsaneleather.com. Or you can call him at 928-583-4819. I'll repeat, 928-583-4819. Justin is in the house. Justin, welcome, welcome to the Swell Playroom. Thank you so much for being here this evening. Welcome, Justin. How are you? I am fabulous, thank you. How are you? I am not so bad at all. Uh. <laughs> Justin is currently mobile. He is traveling back, so we do appreciate you connecting with us and multitasking. You guys don't know how to multitask, but you are definitely doing the thing. <laughs> Oh, you know, uh, uh, driving down the road in, in Mexico, of course, where this is legal. Uh, <laughs> You're driving down the road uh, in Mexico? Uh, live. I'm teasing. It's, you know, I should never say I'm doing a, uh, a broadcast <laughs> while driving. No, you should not. <laughs> no, you should not. No, you should not. But... <laughs> We do appreciate you. you How are you? I'm good. I am fabulous. I am simply fabulous. I've been up since, ooh, I don't know how long, but ooh, my goodness. I'm energized and I'm fabulous because our topic tonight is on something that I'm super, super interested in. And I know that you are the master of this topic, and it's BDSM specifically in relation to the bedroom adventures that we are talking about, the vanilla sex that's just going like, <gasps> you know. <laughs> so I appreciate you being on the in the playroom playing with us tonight, Justin. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so, glad to be here. I appreciate you, can you enlighten our audience and let them know exactly what the hell is BDSM? Oh man, you mean what do the uh, uh, the initials stand for, or what's the internal scope? Well, uh, the okay. So let me give you more context. So the BDSM letters, the the scope is um, oh lord. Bondage, domination. Bondage, domination, sadomasochism. Right. However, it involves what? A variety of sex acts, right? But that's that's beyond that because, yeah, tell us what it, it involves. It's very much beyond that. You know, you know the the, uh, the the big bold letters make us think about you know pain and chains and you know uh, being locked in basements and all this kind of thing. 
And uh, as where in some people's life, that's probably true. Um, <laughs> um, I've tried to lean, lean away from words like that just simply because they, they seem scary. Mm-hmm. You know, the truth of the matter is all we're really trying to do is heighten our senses. Uh, we're trying to uh, uh, elevate the experience and, uh, uh, you know, maybe come up with a few different ways to, to expand our horizons. Uh, you know, really, I, I like to use words like, you know, fetish because when it comes to fetish, it's just simply anything that we would focus on intently. And if we, you know, have the self-respect of, you know, focus on ourselves and our partners intently, well, you know, what we do past that really is just kind of gravy if you think about it. But as a maker of toys, I've got to say, I make just as many things that will, ins- that will instigate goosebumps as they will um, welts. You know, still. Um, goosebumps and welts? That should not even be in the same sentence. <laughs> well, you know, some people like pain for impact, and some people just like the, uh, the sensuous touch. Mm, good point. Good point. Good you know, point. More than that, with a little bit of uh, heavy impact, the sensuous touch is that much more uh, invigorated. You know, uh, you can uh, get a little bit of uh, like a piece of deer skin that's soft and silky mm-hmm. and uh, uh, put it over an area that's, you know, had some heavy stimulation. And, and that, that soft silk is, you know, that silky feel is going to be just that much more intense and uh, uh, you know a lot of times a little bit of impact and a little bit of uh, uh, sensuality go hand in hand. <laughs> <Splendidly. laughs> so Justin <laughs> let's let's expand a little bit more on the the context of the BDSM because we spoke that it's beyond just the fetish or the bondage domination it's beyond that and i really have a lot more respect for the bdsm community because there's so much that are the undercurrents that people just don't see because they say oh is somebody on a leash Uh," you know the 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 superficial aspects of it kind of deter them from understanding that there is more to the dynamic than meets the eye so can we talk a little bit more about that? Because so many relationships are, they're just in a funk. They're, they're just stagnated. Right. You know, people are in these long-term committed mm-hmm. relationships and, and committed seems like insanity because they're, they're 20, 30 years and they're not having any kind of touch. They're not having any kind of emotional attachment, no intimacy. No, no peck on the cheek or on the ass. No, nothing, you know. But yet, still, they're in this relationship only because they want to save face. So, for those who actually want to go beyond just saving face and want to do something to revive it, we are investigating this BDSM. And I know that you are a pro in that community because you make the toys for that and you interact with these people all the time. So tell us a little bit more about mm-hmm. 
what is involved in the BDSM. I mean, some of the the fashion, some of the the contracts, some of the I mean, the scenes. Yeah, let's let's talk about all of that and then just wrap it all around to see how even something like that can appeal to a couple who's in a stagnant relationship. Well, you know, the thing is, is when, when you get into any type of a alternative relationship as far as sexually, you know, the first thing you're going to find is that there's got to be a lot of openness, a.k.a. trust. Um, uh, you know, in those, in those trust exercises extend way outside of the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Um, um, because trust is a double-edged sword, you know, um, you know, if you trust that, uh, um, uh, if you trust that your partner is going to be home every night, but you also trust that, you know, (laughs) you know, they're going to be doing something naughty on Friday night, you know, I mean, trust goes both ways, you know. But, uh, you know, honestly, you know, to begin with, you get a lot, you know, a lot of trust has to be built in order to try new things, in order to admit that you want to do these things, in order to, to try and fail and try again. And, you know, you know, trust is the biggest thing right off the jump. Um, has, trust is a big, big factor. It's kind of everything at that point, you know. Uh, you know, because you're, you're opening up and you're beginning with, with, with opening up and, uh, uh, you know, we're human beings. We're going to try things. We're going to fail. Uh, we're going to try new toys and find out that it requires a little bit of skill and a few tries. And Mm we're going to trust each other, not only to hang in there, but to not shame each other for not being, you know, that, you know, efficient the first try. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Uh, once you've got that trust, you know, and it's funny to say, you know, some people have been together for decades and they don't have that intimate trust. They don't. They don't. They don't communicate on any level other than, okay, the rent is due or the mortgage is due or right. the bill came in. That's it. It's you know, like a so financial you, roommate. <laughs> yes. You know, so I mean, once you build that trust, you know, when you're able to look at your partner and say, Hey baby, I want to do some naughty shit. I might've been embarrassed about it yesterday, but today, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, trust that your partner is going to go, hell yeah, let's give that a whirl. Right. You know, as opposed to point and laugh, you know, right. for example, uh, then as far as contracts and dynamics and all that, boy, the sky's the limit. Uh, so, so talk to us about the contracts because until you and I had a discussion about it before, I didn't know anything about no contracts, contracts and scenes. Um, you know, there's there's always going to be a bit of negotiation, you know, especially if you play outside of your of your primary partnership. There's always going to be a bit of negotiation. This is what I like. This is what I don't. Um, and and even that simpleness can be considered a contract. Others go full blown. They, 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 uh, they write it out, they sign it, they, they have witnesses, um, you know, this is what you do and this is what I do and no for no, no more, no less. Um, and some people love that dynamic in the aspect that there's, there's, it's good fences. There's no questions. Everything's right there. And if there are any questions, 
you simply pull the contract out and you go looky looky right here. Uh, no hard feelings, no hard questions. It's all right here. So taking taking that point, and people, hmm, how do I phrase this? Many will look at BDSM as another excuse for an abusive relationship. And they'll say, oh, we were just playing around. Oh, that's just BDSM. So does the contract kind of deter that? Does it aver anything like that? Any kind of misconceived notions? Any kind of miscommunicated intentions? I prefer to not put those types of things onto a contract or onto the responsibility of a contract. If somebody's going to be abusive or not abusive, they, they don't need paper for that. I um, mean, abuse comes in all different forms, right? Yeah, we know that. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so my point is that sometimes, um, sometimes the person will say, well, I like pain. You know, the pain is my pleasure. But then that other person takes a little bit too far in the name of abuse, right? And say, well, you said that you liked pain. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I would hope that, that, you know, most would not do that. But, you know, that, that brings me to a funny point, um, or not so funny, I guess. Uh, um, you know, we, we were speaking a little earlier about uh, relationships that uh, are stagnant and, and reasons why there's problems. And even in the issue with, you know, domestic abuse, some people come to uh, the BDSM uh, lifestyle or even the swinger lifestyle trying to get out of, you know, get out of a, an abusive rut because that goes both ways. You know, even good folks, you, you know, um, it gets to the point. Uh, uh, and that's not always healthy. But in that, in, in the spirit of that conversation, I've seen people that were living a BDSM lifestyle, and instead of knowing what they were doing and controlling themselves and putting themselves into a healthy situation, they had no idea what BDSM was about, and they were simply hurting each other and the people around them. And, uh, you know, I know that there's, you know, abusers out there that are just assholes that need to not be that way. My mother's one of uh, 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 um, plenty of men out there are the same way. They, they just hurt stuff and that's how they are. Uh, but then there's other people that just have a hard time with life. And, and these are good folks doing bad things, you know. Uh, for example, if I look at a woman that likes to hit stuff and... <laughs> You know, and I say, well, what, what, what's going on with that? Well, she's a dominant, and she doesn't know she's a dominant, and now she's just an abusive person because she has no idea how to express those emotions. What, what if a man is a dom, and he's expressing his, his, his need for impact, but he doesn't understand, you know, we don't have big signs that say, hey, come here and learn this. But uh, where do they go to learn that? I mean, because it, that is actually very, very true. People act out and don't even know that they have a, a channel for that, so to well, speak. Co correct. And there's a difference between an abuser and someone that hasn't figured out how to control what it is that they are. You know, someone that's born gay is gay. Someone that's born, you know, in, uh, into these types of things, they may not know how to identify it, but the emotions are real.
<laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, if a, if a woman wants, you know, if a woman has a need for impact, she's going to express that need for impact, whether she has an appropriate safe place for that or not. Huh. Um, if that makes any amount of sense is so some of these, some of these couples, um, you know, one or the other is into, uh, uh, you know, into these things and doesn't even know it. You know, it's not like they can come out with it. You know, did they learn it at church? Did they have a support group for that? No. You, you know what I mean? They learned it in Bible study. And if, you know, yeah, and like we were saying you know, earlier, you know, if, you know, baby girl pops up and says, you know, I'd appreciate if you'd slap me and choke me and, and don't tell nobody about it, you know, he might actually be worried about her, you know? So... You know, there comes a point in the same way. If, if a man is submissive and he feels like he needs to be tied or he needs to be, you know, handled in that manner, but has, but, you know, maybe he's going to feel like a sissy for saying so, uh, uh-huh. you know, because he's male and you know what he's supposed to be. Look on TV. You know, that's not it. Uh-huh. So, uh, um, uh, you know, a lot of people could solve some of their domestic abuse issues by having a place to come into and understand that they're not abusers. They're members of our lifestyle that needs to be in a safe place, that needs to be in a safe environment, that needs to have some education about themselves. Right, um, right. I, I would venture to say that a very large amount of the domestic abuse issues in our, in our life, in our world, have to do with that. Um, I'm hoping that there's less predators and more people that are just confused. You know, I mean, I I don't like to think that there's more predators amongst us, but even in the BDSM style, you're going to have your, 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 your predators that are there, you know, even, even amongst people that will give consent, they will go too far. They will push the envelope. They will do things they're not supposed to do. We are consistently expelling people that can't behave, you know, So, but on that level, well, I, I, I like what you said. Um, yeah, that, that's a precarious point because, you know, if the abusers are going to find safe haven in the BDSM community, then all hell's just going to be Yeah, we don't want that at all. On the flip side of the coin, though, I mean, you know, it's very difficult for me to be in this and see all of the positivity that has come from this, even especially in my life. And... I have to believe that there's reasons um, that, that there's effectiveness outside of our of our bedroom. I see the effectiveness outside of our bedroom, and most of it is not the kind of stuff that that the society is real hip to, like you call them taboos. You know, uh, we're not we're not hap- we're not ready to release those taboos yet. And and I really feel Why? like there's a lot of different ways. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I have I have guesses like that have to do with church and government and that kind of thing. But other than that, yeah. Who knows? But end of the day, um, you know, there is a lot of benefit to coming over to the dark side. <laughs> Always dark has- when they don't know information about it. Right. Uh, um, there's a lot of benefit if you take the time to learn, because the truth of the matter, 
just like being a dominant. If you choose to be a dominant, it may look like you've, you know, you've taken control of another human being. Truth of the matter is you've submitted to the fact that they have given you the gift of control until they choose to take it back. So in that aspect, you have to be in complete control of yourself because someone has loaned you this gift. <laughs> you know, uh, someone has loaned you control of, of a piece of flesh that you have to take care of, that you have to pamper, that even if you are going to make impact, um, it's going to have to be a positive impact. Wait a minute. Wait, um, wait. As, hold on. I'm, I'm confused. So you're saying that, so let's say you and I, and I'm a sub and you're a dom. You're saying that as far as I'm concerned, I am getting permission from you to be in control of me? Not exactly. Check this out. The sub is in control at the end of the day. Right. The sub says what to That's make impact too with. That's too, yeah. Impact. Uh -huh. yeah they, they, they are absolutely in control. Now they loan that control to the top. <laughs> so you're saying the sub loans the control to the top to be at in the end control. Of the day. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah, but the, a lot of dominants don't like to hear this, but it's true. Uh, some of those guys just have too much testosterone. But yeah. the truth of the matter is, uh, your, your bottom is going to choose, you know, when, where, what, how, how much, how long, what, day, the whole night. Now, they may give you the power to say, you know, here, you take the wheel. Uh -huh. But that has to be given. That cannot be taken. So at the end of the day... You know, a, a, a top, a dominant has to remain in such control of themselves that they are able to actually accept control from someone else. Mm. Uh, so it may look like a dominant standing there empowering everything, but truth of the matter, they're just in service like everyone else. So those, those people who lead other people by a leash, the doms who lead the subs on the leash, and spit out all mm -hmm. kinds of orders and instructions and all that in that dynamic you're saying that the sub hey i'm giving you permission to order me around and i'll let you yep. know when it's too much <laughs> mm -hmm. usually in advance yep yep okay <laughs> okay and so the, the the top's got to be in control of themselves enough to take those instructions and still look like they are in control. Right. 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 You know, right. it's the ones that stand there and say, hey, I'm putting you on a leash because I have one and I said so. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Like that. Right. You know, and I think that's because, where the misunderstanding is because they feel that because they're the dom, they are really in control when they really are not. They are not. The only thing they can be in control of is themselves. Themselves. And 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 they had better be in control of themselves when mama comes a knocking because um if she says, you know, use this and they use something else, they're done. If she says stop and they keep going, they're done. You know, they probably won't get another another partner for a long time. Mm. You know. Uh even you know, they though, have even to though, control themselves. 
even though truth be told some people could you know beg this question that aren't we all supposed to be in control of ourselves anyway you know at the end of the day well in the bdsm lifestyle it's a requirement not an option in life it seems to be an option anymore mm -hmm. doesn't it mm -hmm. doesn't it does it does it does and that that's the thing you know we get these we get these outrageous uh relationships that you know these days kind of go crazy we got takes two jobs you know the whole nine yards you know we don't see each other that you know all these things happen 20 years later go by blah you know um you know maybe a couple of uh indiscretions here and there you know you get into the you know you get into the lifestyle and all of a sudden you know hey we've got to slow this down enough to be in control of ourselves We've got to slow this down enough to, uh, uh, you know, to use these toys we spent so much money on. You know, we got to slow ourselves down enough to enjoy these things, to control ourselves, to to learn something new. Um, if I, you know, if I call you a dirty, filthy, fucking bitch, um, it's if I'm inside of you, it's much different than having a fight over cheesy burgers and calling you the filthy bitch that didn't feed right. me. More right. than more than that if i'm going to use those words as a hateful thing it takes the potency out of the bedroom so you have to control yourself you have to control yourself uh so talk to me talk to me about the the scenes because i like i like the setup that we have here where you have the dom and you have the sub so talk to me about the scenes that are set up we spoke about the contracts you know two people decide that yeah we're going to do this BDSM thing and we're going to travel the, the sphere to find right. another kind of excitement, another kind mm. of, can we really hone in on our trust of each other? Because like you said, at the end of the day, it's all about trust. So mm -hmm. talk to me now about the scenes that are set, the scenes um, that they play out. What, what, what are those? And, that can, like? that can be anything that can be anything anything um as simple as we found this new toy let's try it um all the way to let's let's dress up and role play all the way to uh um let's get tied up and 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 use all of the endorphins and chemicals in our body to get us to a heightened new level i mean there's so there, it really just depends on what's negotiated in advance uh that being said um in, in my world if i have Wait, the hold opportunity on, hold on you said negotiated in advance so yeah. all this stuff has to be pre-planned well a lot of times experienced players will just simply say hey what are you into you know, the answers come up, so you just start trying it. Oh. Uh, but at this point, the communication's kind of fluid between experienced players. We understand, you know, um, the, the, the body motions of too much, the, the body motions of not enough, you know, the difference between a welt and a, and a, and a goose bump, you know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. um, uh, I've had partners that say, don't give me goosebumps at all, ever. I've also had partners that said, don't stop till I bleed, you know? So, I mean, who knows? What? Um, wow, well, talk about their thresholds. Exactly, exactly. And that's kind of what you got to do. So experienced players will just really discuss the threshold really quick and, and move on. Um, 
and sometimes that's sexual sometimes it's not mm. you know uh something that's just about an energy exchange that uh uh comes from um you know just the elevated excitement and, and that's it um sometimes it's a full-on sexual situation with choking and slapping and biting and 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 you know vibrations and shocking and the you know uh, the whole nine yards and if you have those toys, yeah. And sometimes it just hits that level. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I remember seeing those at one of the AVNs, and I'm like, what do you do with this? And when they explain that some people, and and notwithstanding that you have some people who come back from wars, you know, amputees and quadriplegics, I mean, they need love too. Right. Right. So sometimes right. that's the only way that they can get a stimulus. But we're not talking about those people. We're talking about people who are walking two legged and yeah, they want to get shocked out of their freaking minds. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <But> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, there's a whole list of, 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 of tools to, to shock with. Um, uh, uh, violet wands, electric whips, electric floggers. Uh, yeah, all kinds of things to, to literally add the spark. Uh, tens units, um, you know, all, all of these things literally add specifically spark to your relationship with it, <laughs> whether you like it or not. <laughs> so, so is this BDM, BDSM community something that anybody can get into? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And most people are probably, you know, lightly into it anyway. I mean, anyone that likes to slap an ass or maybe, a, maybe nibble or bite a little, uh, pull hair, you know, uh, anybody that's... Uh, 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 you know, you know, went a little too far and kissed it better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, anyone that's ever uh, uh, taken off their belt. You know, so, um, so there's no there's no club yeah, where they gather or or group meetings. I, you know, I don't mean to sound so ridiculous, but I, I mean, know that it's a very close community. Yeah, some of us like to congregate and some of us do not, but uh, okay. we'll have public monthlies at coffee houses and pizza places, and you can usually find those on FetLife and uh, Facebook if you're on the, the right groups. Uh, but um, m- many, not most, m- many communities have a small get-together space, a dungeon or, or something. Um, we've noticed that a lot of the... Um, the smaller markets, um, and I don't even mean like Mayberry, I mean uh, Lexington as opposed to Chicago, for example. Um, they're, not getting, they're not getting a lot of the attention from the promoters that do shows, and there's very little nightlife of actual facilities for them. More than that, most of the stores don't carry BDSM gear past the uh, introductory level. Um, so, uh, we're starting a show tour in Albuquerque and we're going to hit some of those more, uh, uh, 
more repressed places because we're noticing there's just as many players out there. There's just nothing. No one's giving them any place or anything to play with. So, um, <laughs> so we're going to start hitting some of those areas and uh, have our fetish mafia shows there as opposed to where the markets are flooded and try to serve those, those communities. Um, you know, because I mean, it, it's hard for them to serve themselves this way. Um, so and in some of those communities, it's too damn Christian to have dungeons and shit. So to, to roll in and roll out, you know, So when's your, <laughs> when's your fetish mafia show? That's a nice, our story. first, our first one is in uh, Albuquerque, uh, mm-hmm. February 8th and 9th. Okay. At the clubhouse. And uh, that's kind of uh, uh, reminiscent of our lifestyle. We have to put a very generic name on a place hidden in a in a in a back street. But but the owner of the clubhouse that actually built the place has made a fantastic facility. It's an upstairs downstairs kind of place. Um, Lots of privacy, and uh, we, we're actually doing a fetish show in a swingers club wow. with a dungeon. So, with a dungeon? With a dungeon, yeah. Wow. Um, a dungeon with stadium seating, for Christ's sakes. Uh, wow. As if we couldn't help ourselves enough. <laughs> uh, most of the fetish shows, uh, you can't full-on play unless you go back to your hotel room Mm -hmm. and we felt that was kind of bogus um plus they only own they only open the dungeon for a few hours a night like eight hours a day you know as opposed to all day and night Mm. so what we're doing is we're putting the party in a place that you can full-on play with your partner publicly or privately and um um it's going to be open for two days straight as opposed to two just days uh, straight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 You buy your ticket, you buy the whole ticket, not part of the ticket. You don't buy the, you know, you don't come and play sometime. You come whenever you want the whole weekend. Wow. How much are the tickets? <laughs> yeah. A couple, I think, is 120 bucks for the weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's real affordable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and um, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you had mentioned you had mentioned that there were critters. There's a critter show, have, critter party. We have a huge uh, population that identify that has animal identity. Uh, uh, all over the Explain country. Explain that. Explain and, that to us. This animal identity um, and the critters. Um, it's kind of a, kind of a, uh, kind of one of those things that's coming at us from every direction. Um, uh, there, there, there are people who just simply have personalities that identify as a puppy or a kitten or you know whatever, mm-hmm. and there's also a very large community coming out of the anime. Uh, and the Comic-Con community that also likes to 
um, identify as animals, all kinds of animals and aliens and all kinds of things, but uh, mostly animals. Um, The animal community has grown so fast that the, the show tours and that kind of thing really didn't take them seriously because they, you know, just a few short years ago, there was not many of them. Uh, So they've really uh, caught a lot of shade lately from uh, the people putting on shows and not getting enough attention and, you know, not getting their, they're just no space for them to play and that kind of thing. Uh Uh, So what we did is we put together a thing called the Critter Corral. And that includes all critters as opposed to any one type or the other, you know. Uh, horsies, puppies, the furry, whatever. The scaly, the uh-huh. reptilian, all of those. Yep. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, and it's and another problem we've had is when they they go to the fetish parties, what they what their scenes uh, they call moshing, which is basically just animals that get together and and play around with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of folks think that they can just walk up and touch. You know, and that's that's very bad. That's very very bad. Um, so what Why we did to avoid bad? all of it, well, you don't just walk up and touch people, even if they're dressed like a kid. Mm. <laughs> um, well, people do that to you to, don't you know, to people's animals. I mean, regular animals, four-legged creatures. Don't they just go and oh, what a cute what? doggy or something like that? So maybe that's why they feel that they have the permission to do that. Maybe um, uh, it's been a problem. <laughs> it's been a problem. So what we did to try to not only accommodate but alleviate uh-huh. is uh, we, we started a petting zoo with a barrier, and every one of the pets will have their own space to have their own animal interaction without anyone interrupting them. However. Uh, there will be a gate. Uh, people that want to play with them or, or uh, what the other side, they call handlers, that might want to meet them can come up to the gate. If there's an interest, the animal can also come to the gate. And each animal will have adoption papers to communicate with their handler or potential handler. It'll say, I like my belly rubbed or don't scratch my butt. <laughs> Uh, my, my leash is in my bag. My treats are, you know, in my bowl. My bowl is in my whatever, you know. Uh, it'll just have all the information you need to have about that pet. And... <laughs> We're really, really, really hoping to uh, alleviate the issue of the pets not getting it. They're, they're just attention, Right. And we also don't want them getting interrupted by rude people that don't understand that pets are people too. And, (laughs) but we want them to interact with the people that absolutely have the respect enough to read the adoption papers, follow the rules, uh, you know, and get, and to get into, uh, uh, this is a scene, you know, this is a person, you know, playing out their fantasy. And, you know, they want to be recognized and, and adopted as a pet, um, even for the evening. Um, they, they should be able to do that without interruption. And they wow. should be able to do that um, in a place that uh, 
uh, is designed for their satisfaction as much as anyone else's. And uh, uh, more than that, they're just so damn cute. <laughs> they're just wow. adorable. I, I don't know if and, you've and, seen And these, these pettings, these pettings and these adoptions and, and, all, and the like, they don't necessarily entail sex. I mean, because we do know that some people, for lack of a better term, <laughs> they're into bestiality, right? So this well, is not it, along that vein, or or does that also encompass that? Uh, there, there's human beings in there. No, no, no. I know there's human beings, but what what I'm, my point is, maybe I'm not articulating it enough. So mm -hmm. I'm drawing the comparison, right? Uh -huh. So you said that um, they're up for adoption and they want to live out that fantasy, you uh -huh. know, adopt me for the evening. So I'm right. saying if that adopting that pet that they're going to pet for the evening, does that petting entail having sex with that um, pet? Of course, that, that's, that's always up to the individual. Um, in, in any type of a scene, sometimes it's all about intercourse. Sometimes it's not about intercourse at all. Um, it really comes down to the people involved. Um, um, you know, I, I've had, the I've contracts had contracts that you, you mentioned. Yeah. The adoption paper. Yeah. yeah okay. The negotiation would come in the adoption papers, you know, some pups and kittens and so forth may thoroughly be like, hi, my name is spot and, um, let's hump, <laughs> you know, Others may be, hey, I'm, I'm here to be led on my leash. I'm here to be a proud pup for my owner. That's it. Mm. That's it. You know? Um, uh, that being said, there's lots of in-between. My friend has a puppy, and his puppy um, is adorable. And, and um, um, she does lots and lots of tricks. He's got her trained and trained and trained and trained. Uh, they've worked together a lot. Um, I don't know if, I mean, you realize it's a little bit difficult to actually be an animal, you know? So, so in that, in that, in that scenario, you know, the Dom sub, is there a Dom yeah. sub relationship? Is that, is there that power, power dynamic? Sometimes, uh, sometimes it's a, it's a submissive that likes to play, you know, animal play as well, you know, in that particular aspect it is. But he's got her trained to fetch girls that are his type. Let me say that one more again. He's got his puppy. <laughs> Mind blown. Boom. Word. Yeah. yeah. And, wow. and I'm. I didn't know. I, I'd known her for a while and didn't realize that she had a puppy side. So when he walked up with her in a hood, I didn't even know who she was at first. And he explained, you know, she's expressing her puppy side. It's a new thing. Well, that's fantastic, you know, because wow. honestly, she was doing a good job and hanging out at his feet and laying down and, you know, arf, and it was uh -huh. just adorable. And then she just like jumped up and ran off. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
and uh, she uh, went rubbing on this girl's leg and, you know, sniffing and, and uh, uh, actually started corralling this girl. Wait and, a minute. Hold on. Stop right there because you said earlier that uh -huh. everything is something negotiated. So this mm -hmm. girl that she's rubbing upon, she is, she is part of the contract? Um, this girl was just walking by a stranger. Shut the front door. And, and uh, uh, she wasn't like, you know, intrusive. She, she, she ran up into, you know, intending to be cute and get the girl's attention. She wasn't like trying to like reach up her skirt. It was very tactful. All right. Okay. Um, but she very, very, very definitely got up from laying on the ground, ran over there like a puppy arfed and circled and corralled and rubbed on you know just like a puppy would you know what i mean um 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 and corralled this this girl back to her master wow well i'm wondering what the hell's going on the girl's wondering what in the hell's going on right uh no one's like you know hurt or anything but my buddy looks straight at her and says oh that's my puppy i've i've got her trained to bring me girls that are my type and not only was it the perfect pickup line. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's their dynamic. And that was that's part of their their little scene is uh, her little fantasy is to be a good puppy for her master. And what else can a puppy do if not attract girls? I mean, mm, true. True. And on that note, that's where we will end this segment tonight. OMG. OMG. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. So, Justin, we thank you, thank you, thank you for being here with us tonight, playing in the playroom. Are you going to be doing anything fun coming up in the next couple months or so? Uh, we're doing AVN uh, at the end of the month, and uh, we'll be uh, kicking off the Fetish Mafia in Albuquerque, February 8th and 9th. And um, uh, that's where we'll have the Critter Corral. And, uh, um, yeah, that's where that's where it all starts. That's where it all starts. I, I kind of have a feeling that, well, as quickly as we put out the uh, information about the first show, Mm -hmm. We got a call from East Coast. How do we get it out here? Mm -hmm. Which is so, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. We've got a little bit of a different MO for some other areas because there's no facilities for us to work in there. Mm -hmm. So we've got a few other ideas that are going to be. Uh, I was a little worried about it, but one of the partners is is a lawyer so we're going to be okay okay, okay. you'll be protected <laughs> i trust that you will <laughs> well congratulations on that and you know i look forward to patronizing and supporting in any which way that the swell playroom can because you are such a friend to the show and we really do appreciate you so thank you. And thank you for being on the show yeah. tonight. Did you Indeed. have a good time? Every time, every single time. <laughs> and uh, We're going to have to get that girl from Florida up to DC to the show when we get there. <laughs>
Yes, absolutely. 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 We'll, find out. we'll find out how to get you down there. You're, you're up in New York, yeah? Yes, 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 yes. They got trains from New York to D.C. You'll just have to... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'll, I'll tell you, um, um, we got to get together when I'm out there. And um, I'll definitely let you buy me a coffee. And... Um, <laughs> I love how he did that. I'll let you buy me a coffee. <laughs> I'm the dom and you're the sub. What is this? <laughs> I'll be whatever you want if you've got good coffee. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you again, Justin. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Indeed, and thank hope you. Hope to see you soon. Hope to see you soon. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was so much fun. So... We were getting freaky and being adventurous in the bedroom because we know that that is a must and it's beneficial for both parties. So our shows, as we say, they're short and spicy. So uh, we got to a whole lot tonight. We got to a whole lot tonight talking about get your freakum dress on and the benefits of the BDSM, bringing BDSM into the bedroom. And what does that look like? right so we hope that you got a lot of value here tonight uh make sure that you tune in next time to catch up on the buzz or you can catch all our episodes when you subscribe to our channel uh the swell playroom on soundcloud soundcloud.com channel is a swell playroom or visit us on mixcloud.com forward slash swell playroom there's a show posted every friday a new show is posted every Friday on mixcloud.com forward slash swell playroom. I, I just trust that you had so much value here tonight and that you will be back. So we'll catch you next week and please arrive at your destination safely. And when you do, grab your honey and whisper this in their ear. Catch you in the playroom. Good night. <laughs>